Blog Talk Radio. This is Over the Top Sports Radio Show, hosted by Robbie D, Big Mike, and Vinny the Shark. And happy Saturday, everybody, except to Vinny, whose UNC got eliminated last night to Auburn. Big Mike, Vinny the Shark here, Rob and Goon, uh, days off. Goon actually going up to the Yankee game to catch James Paxton light up the uh, the Baltimore Orioles, which... I saw minus 400 uh, as the money line. Just a joke. It's hilarious. I mentioned on my podcast, like, these lines are this big already, and they haven't even played a game yet starting uh, yet the other day, and they're already at yeah, minus 400. What are they going to be in August at this point when the Yankees are on, on pace for 100, and they're on pace for, what, 40 or 50 You would wins? figure the minus one and a half will be minus 200. It's, it's going to be nuts. Have to be. It's going to be nuts. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it already at 180. <laughs> You'd have to think they're only going to jump. Yeah. Uh, but we'll start, Vinny, last night, March Madness, and Auburn, um, they were hot, man. They shot – 54% from the field, 45 uh, from three. They were the hot team, and uh, they beat UNC. As a diehard Tar Heel fan, very disappointing. Um, it wasn't even like they're going to the Elite Eight on the one and a half days rest. They had a whole weekend. They had the whole week from the weekend to prepare for a team that everybody knows the scouting report on. It stopped the three-point shot. And Auburn was on fire in the second half. I know at one point they were 10 for 15. They were even banking them in. Everything off their hands was magic. It was going in. But what pissed me off was how UNC – couldn't get around screens, and they were giving them wide-open three-point shots. One thing is they're hitting them in your face. They were wide open. They couldn't beat these screens. They had an extra couple days to prepare for it. Very disappointing for a number one seed to come in there when all you had to do was stop the three, and you have good perimeter guards in uh, Kobe White and Kenny Williams. So that was very, very disappointing to see UNC get embarrassed in that second half. Non-stop open threes. Very disappointing. And that's three seniors now UNC blew their chances of winning with. So now Kobe White might leave the draft. That whole team might be washed going into next year so they were in a position for win this year or bust for UNC so for them not to win for them not even to win going to the elite eight get down to 16 very very disappointing but hats off to Auburn Bruce Pearl they got the job done UNC's defense was brutal and uh, they got their way and no matter what with Kentucky winning we're going to see an SEC team in the final four and the other game last night when you had Virginia Tech losing to Duke and uh, Zion was good not great Trey Jones was awesome he had a, a bounce back game but Really, it's another game Duke should have lost. Absolutely, they should have lost, or at least uh, we had to find out overtime. overtime. Yeah. I mean, that kid, there's 1.1 seconds, and he was so worried about getting it off his hands that he completely missed the point-blank range that he was at the rim. That should have been put back. No problem. Maybe even dunked in, but he was so worried about getting his hands off that ball so he didn't get the uh, shot clock violation there. But, I mean, just Virginia Tech hung in there. They were down as much as five with a minute left. They came back and almost tied it. Uh, Duke – has been exposed. They're not as they good have. as everybody thinks they are. They really aren't. Uh, Zion Williamson can't hit free throws. You can get them in foul trouble. Uh, they're they not the greatest three-point shooting team. They're not the best defensive team. They're really just not that good. They just have two special talents on that team. Mm-hmm. Trey Jones, decent three-point shooter. But, I mean, Virginia Tech came in there. They went to war with them. UCF went in there, went to war with them. Protect that rim, get Zion to the line. Duke's very beatable. But now Michigan State won the game. Minus one-and-a-half point favorites Duke. I feel like everybody's going to be starting to bet MSU now and seeing the, the tides uh, shift here. 
I thought Duke played their worst game against UCF. You could say they played their worst game against Virginia Tech now. I think everybody, you're, you're going to see a lot of action on MSU because I think people are going to start hedging their future bets for everybody who took their Duke money lines to win the tournament and all that. So MSU is going to get some action. They're going to think they're great after their big-time blowout win over LSU. But I really, you know, what are the odds of Duke playing three game, bad games in a row? And Virginia Tech was leading most of the first half. They, right. they really, they, the first half. They were in there the whole game. Yeah. They were hanging in there all game. I don't even think they were down by double digits once in that no. game. So they were, they took it with Duke. They went toe-to-toe with them. But you know what? You choked at the end, bottom line. It's March Madness. And the guy, he, he missed an obvious gimme layup at the end of the game, which Duke had no business giving up. No. And you know who was responsible for that if it were to go in? Zion Williamson. He would have been the guy who gave up that layup. Uh, and Vinny, yesterday, watching that game in the first half, it was almost if it, as if Zion was, I don't want to, hesitant uh, is a word I would use. I, I thought he was very hesitant to get involved. Uh, you didn't really see that physical presence out of Zion Williamson. And as a Nick fan, knowing that I most likely will have a top three pick, and, and he's in there, you mm-hmm. know, certainly – I'm a little hesitant again with, you know, do I even want Zion Williamson? You know, that's the thing GM's got to put themselves in their shoes here. No matter what, you're on the spot here. If you pass up on Zion Williamson, he becomes what ESPN thinks he's going to become. Right. And you don't take him, you're, you're going to be shot down. You might lose your job. You know, that, it's so very hard if you're the number one pick to pass on Zion Williamson. But you know what? John Morant, he showed his skills in the tournament for right. people who haven't seen him. And everyone's like, oh, Murray State, Ohio Valley. But he did it up against the Big East team, Marquette. He showed his skills. He's great. Triple-double in the tournament. He's a guy. He's got to go number two for sure. And he's a guy GMs might even be hoping for, hey, I'll take the number two so I don't pass on Zion Williamson and I get this guy falling right in my lap. I will say the thing about Zion Williamson is is how marketable he will be. Oh, yeah. Whatever, he's already got the shoe deal thing right. now. With the and shoe if he comes out. to New York, he'll be on every billboard. He's a moneymaker. Right, he right. is the moneymaker. And, and that's, you would have to think that's why he will be first overall. And what's anyway. great about Zion is, even though I'm saying he's a little bit overrated, especially in this tournament, I would agree right. with, he definitely shows flashes of athleticism, but that's the things you can't teach him. The things you can teach him to make him a better player is the shooting. Right. The free throw shooting, the three-point shooting, the spot-up shooting. He has all the athleticism in the world. He's built where he can bang with NBA players already. So all you have to do is teach him something that can be taught. He's right. blessed with everything else. Then we'll move on to the two, uh, the two games today, and it's uh, two one-versus-three seeds, and it's Texas Tech against Gonzaga. They're the early game, like you just mentioned, and then it's Purdue and Virginia, uh, the later game. Both spreads four and a half. So uh, what do you like out of these two games? The Gonzaga game is interesting because that's the number one offense in college versus the number one defense. Uh, Texas Tech took it to Michigan. They could not score on the Red Raiders at all. Uh, Michigan was held under 30 points in the first half. Uh, that's a good team over there. Texas Tech, not getting the love they deserve, but I mean, Gonzaga, it's going to be tough. Where, what you got to go offense or defense here. I think Gonzaga is the better playmakers. Uh, Gonzaga is a team I haven't been on all year. Neither was Texas Tech. This is the worst region of my bracket right here. Mm-hmm. I didn't have either of these teams there. But uh, after seeing what Gonzaga did to FSU, who was my final four pick, I've got to give it to Gonzaga in this one. And Purdue-Virginia at, uh, at 8.49 tonight. Purdue has been awesome. And I kept on saying, I thought Tennessee was going to finally have the game plan to shut down Carson Edwards and let somebody else beat him. They kind of did. And this guy, Klein, stepped up tremendously for Purdue. And now Purdue's got other contributors besides Carson Edwards. they got a lot of swagger going in there. But we're still talking about another great defense in the country, and that's Virginia, who I still don't think played their best game yet. I think if Purdue had more time to get ready for Virginia, I think they would win. But I'm going to go with the number one seed, Virginia, to win. And any plays on these games? Um, the, willing to lay the four and a half on uh, either. You know, I haven't really looked too much after the UNC loss. I was a little devastated, and my bank account took a big hit, so I haven't been looking to uh, my next bet. But in terms of tonight's games, I don't know. I don't know. I have to think them over and check out with me on Twitter. All right. So Vinny's. Uh, if there's any bets, Vinny will put them up on Twitter, and I'm sure there will be. Um, 
just don't know what yet. He'll do his research. Uh, big week besides March Madness, Vinny, and it's MLB. Baseball has officially started. Not not the Japan series. Like, it's here. It, uh, opening day officially here. And uh, congrats to uh, the guy on Twitter who won the Reggie Jackson helmet, picking Robinson Cano to hit the first home run. The only person that picked Robinson Cano to hit the home run. And uh, give me your thoughts just before we did, uh, dive in on opening day. You were there at Yankee Stadium. It's a spectacle. It's great. Um, I made our caption. I said, the air just smells different that day. It does. It's great to smell the dirty dogs again. Um, The ballpark is just, there's nothing like going to a baseball game. And I I hate the new generational people that are just tired with the way baseball is. It's boring. It's too long. There's nothing like a baseball game. The beauty of it is there's no clock. And, you know, and and baseball year by year is just taking drastic measures to please the please the millennials and it's just bothersome it really is there's nothing like baseball it's great to have it back especially for a guy who had to suffer with the giants the rangers the knicks all winter long so it's very very good to have baseball back at opening day every single game you know everyone's oh no everyone has a chance it's just a different feel to the ballpark on opening day and we saw the Yankees do damage to the Baltimore Orioles, which really wasn't fair. But when we, when we talked to Baltimore Orioles, Vinny, you sent the text when you were there. You said, I can't name more than six guys in this lineup. Like, this is an embarrassing lineup. And after looking at the over-under, which I think was 58.5, I can't see them winning 50 games. And I took the over just because it's very hard to go right. under that. It really is. Especially, like, they won 47 last year. Right. But I also was confused. Why did, where did they see them winning these 10 games? And then I see this opening day lineup. And I know how bad that pitching staff is. I, the Orioles are just hands down the absolute worst team in baseball. It's not even close. Not even close. Marlins would sweep them. Yes. That's they true. would. Absolutely they would. And uh, Luke Voigt with a big home run. Greg Bird with a home run. Tanaka did a nice job. And then Adovino out there throwing Frisbees. The Yankees uh, – and listen, I after watching that game, I took the Yankees to win the division. And I, I think I got it at minus 140 at the time. Uh, I think it's a lock, Finney. I really do. And that's somebody that hates the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, you just look at it this way. The Red Sox, uh, I know Kimbrell was shaky in the postseason, blah, 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 but he's still a top closer in the, in baseball. They lose him. They they didn't do anything to get better this right. offseason. The Yankees did. They signed Big Maple. He's making his debut today. Um, they're going to beat up on the Orioles. Not saying the Red Sox aren't, but I, I, I believe the Yankees, they have depth behind people. They're prepared for injuries in the infield, the outfield, starting pitching. That They're ready for this year. They're all in on this year. They have a great lineup. I, I'm huge on Giancarlo Stanton for a bounce back here. Same. Gary Sanchez as well. He can't do anything worse than that 180 average last year, right. right? But the Red Sox, they only went, they only declined. If you ask me, the Yankees, they only gotten better. And the Red Sox actually, uh, the bullpen was lights out last night. Did a nice job against Seattle. But the starting pitching now, the first two games, you had Chris Sale get rocked and Nathan Eovaldi got rocked as well last night. So it's more of um, maybe I'm wrong with the bullpen and maybe there's arms out there and Barnes credited Kimbrel sitting behind him and learning. Uh, you know, just how to prepare mentally for the ninth inning. The starting pitching is concerning after seeing Chris Sale, because if Chris Sale is not Chris Sale, I mean, you're talking a 500 baseball team. That's true. We're still talking a Cy Young favorite. It's one start. Uh, we know he craps out usually at the end of the year. I, I wouldn't be in too much panic mode, but you are right. If Chris Sale is not going to be the Chris Sale he is, this team is not going to be anywhere near the New York Yankees in the standings. They need him big time. Now let's stay with Seattle, uh, who the Red Sox played last night, and uh, they blew Come the back game. When? Yeah, blew Come the back game. When? Hunter Strickland likely going to go on the DL now with a back issue, which, first of all, I don't understand. If he, he couldn't get loose and he had this back issue, why even come in the game? But, I mean, you know, that's whatever. Uh, Vinny, I have said that I think the Seattle team is going to score runs, and I think they're going to be a better lineup than last year after moving Cano, whatever. And we're seeing it, a lot of long balls from this team early. Domingo Santana already three home runs, 10 RBI in, in four games. I mean, 
Domingo Santana and Tim Beckham. These are guys you got to yeah. highlight. These are two guys they picked up with so much to prove. Mm-hmm. They got a big chip on their back. Uh, Tim Beckham, a former first uh, first round pick. Yep. Uh, he was been doubted over there in Baltimore. wasn't the best place for him. Didn't do well. Seattle takes him on for cheap. Domingo Santana, two years ago, he was a thirty. I don't know if he was a hundred, but thirty, ninety, eighty-five yep. guy. Yep. He had a huge year for Milwaukee, an absolute bust the following year. So he goes to Seattle. Well, they showed him no respect. They brought in Kane and Yellick. He had no place to play. Yeah. No I, respect. But you know whatsoever. what? Even with his playing time, he was horrible. He's yeah. a guy I drafted in, uh, on my horrible fantasy team last year. <laughs> Hopefully this team does nothing like that. That was the worst I ever drafted in my life, by the way, last year's baseball team. Thank good riddance on that team. But Domingo Santana, Tim Beckham, a lot to prove, and they're both coming out firing. They're, they're arguably the two best fantasy hitters right now, but they do have the two games on their belts in Japan. Yeah, and again, uh, your boy Kikuchi looked good last night. I think that's all you really expected from him. This is not somebody that's going to go eight or nine innings. No. You get six innings. He's on a limit, too, Big Mike. Exactly. You get quality starts out of Kikuchi, and I think that's all you're looking for, to be honest with you. So um, I think that they can make some noise. I'm not talking playoffs, but they're not going to be as bad as last year. They're going to score a ton of runs. going to be a fun team to watch. Edwin Encarnacion had already hit a home run. Ryan Healy has two. So uh, they're going to be a, a boomer-bust team. Right. Malik Smith hitting a home run last night, too. And if you're getting home runs out of Malik Smith, I mean, you have a lot going on. For right. a team you thought was throwing everything away and going right. into full rebound mode, they look a lot better than they uh, they actually I were agree. built. Uh, then you have the Cardinals and the Brewers starting off. And it's really it's an important series already in the NL Central, and they, they're split so far. The big news coming out yesterday, Corey Niebel will have Tommy John surgery, his second Tommy John surgery. They've been linked to Kimbrel, Vinny. I mean, it's time to get this done. <laughs> time to get him. It's time. He fought. he has to sign with someone. Milwaukee Brewers uh, went to the NL Championship last year. Their division got a lot better between the Cardinals yes. and the Cubs there. Uh, they got to go out there. They got to make this move. That's a big injury, and I like them using Josh Hader. I say it all the time in the most biggest moments of the game. Yes. Uh, let Kimbrell handle, handle the ninth inning. They need to get this guy. Uh, who knows what the years, the money situation he's looking for. The, he's too good to be sitting on the free agent wire. So go out there, get him. This injury is devastating enough. Milwaukee, if you want to compete in the NL Central, you got to go out there and get him. I completely agree with you. And you also have Jeremy Jeffries, another closer favorite on the DL as well. So right now, your your big weapon in in Hader is going to be used in the the eighth and ninth innings, like the other night, getting a two uh, a two inning save. Did you see the catch by Lorenzo Cain? Yeah, awesome, beautiful, awesome, beautiful day, opening day magic. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. Lorenzo Cain is up on our Twitter with a uh, game saving uh, catch over the wall home run. Uh, he saved it, pulled it back to end the game. Just awesome. Uh, and then you look at the Cardinals, Vinny, who uh, Paul Goldschmidt last night, the big acquisition. You and I have both said he's going to have a huge year. He's out of the humidor and that nonsense. Three home runs, five RBIs. And even Matt Carpenter tweeting, this guy's pretty good. It's pretty nice to have a guy like Paul Goldschmidt. He fits the, the Redbird standard over there. Yeah. He just he fits the bill of a St. Louis Cardinal. And they already restructured him. Uh, he's going to be a joy to watch. He was a great signing by them. You're literally getting a top five player in the National League. And that's a generous top five, if you ask me. Three home runs, that's what he's capable of. He is not going to go through that slump that he went through early in Arizona. He'll be good from the get-go. This guy is everything as advertised. I completely agree with you. And then you look at last night, uh, Arizona Dodgers, uh, again, you know, NL West teams, division matchups already. And uh, A.J. Pollock, uh, while healthy, he's a good player. We've always said that. And he punished his former team last night, even though they got the loss. When does he go down, though? That's the thing. It could be any day. You can't trust this no, guy to play a full year. Uh, he was the guy they took instead of Bryce Harper. We all thought they made those moves to free up uh, the signing for Bryce Harper. Yep. They end up getting Pollock. They go a little cheaper route, but it's a nice signing. But the guy can't guarantee his health, and that's a shame because he's a good player when he's healthy, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. as he showed last night. But I'm telling you, sooner than later, he'll be on the IL. Yeah, and we'll uh, 
We'll see what happens with that. I'm not expecting much out of Arizona. The Dodgers, who on opening day exploded for, what, eight home runs, uh, tying a opening day yeah. record. Zach Greinke, any concern with him? Yeah, and that's a, a question I have for you. Are you more concerned about Greinke or Sale? Uh, Greinke. I agree with you. I believe in Sale. Do you? I, I'm not giving up on him. The velocity down with Sale. Greinke, velocity was down as well. It's something we're used to earlier on in the year. Um, I just think with Sale – even if he goes out there and he doesn't throw scoreless innings, he gives up two runs. That offense can carry him. Grinky goes out there and gives up two runs. That could be the game because That's this true. team is not scoring three runs a game. That's true. Uh, Arizona, they definitely are in rebuild mode as well. They threw everybody away. I'm surprised they didn't go out there and uh, get rid of Grinky as well. Uh, they can't move that contract. There's no way that's happening. Give me your thoughts on the Dodgers. Offense exploded. You see Kiki Hernandez now the starting second baseman. We tweeted this out. Chris Taylor is owned in more fantasy leagues than Keith Hernandez, and Hernandez had 25 home runs last year in 400 at-bats. I mean, the Dodgers don't have those flashy, flashy names, but they have guys that contribute. They're not all going to contribute at the same time, except for the other day where everybody – it was all solo home runs, those yeah. Jacks, right? Every single one of them. But um, Kiki Hernandez, like Chris Taylor, those guys, those names don't excite me. But any day, these guys step up for that team. Yeah, and we'll see what happens. Uh, last night, Ross Stripling, that makeshift rotation. Kenta Maeda today, and I, I think Julio Urias is going to go on Monday. So that's a, a name to keep an eye on. I also, I don't want to be judging the Dodgers too hard here. They're playing the Diamondbacks. The Dodgers are home. I want to see them play, you know, a more competitive team. This is an early series start. Uh, Vinny, something else that we haven't talked about, and uh, we'll stay with it, the uh, division. The Padres keeping Fernando Tatis Jr. on the roster. Good move or bad move? I love it. Do you really? I love it. That, that's something exciting to bring people to the ballpark. Uh, they're facing the Giants, so they're probably going to sweep them, get off to a good start. That's a great left side of the infield. Tatis and Manny Machado, that's your future right there. That gets people to the ballpark. Um, the guy is ranked usually number two prospect by most people yep. behind uh, Vlad Jr., Maybe maybe three behind Eloy. Yep. But uh, he's we're going to see him right from the get-go. I want to see teams do this more. It shows you the Padres want to compete. They just can't do it the way other teams can do it. They're doing it the way they can only do it with their, their salary cap and their prospects. they got to go out this way. They're trying to speed up the process here. That's what they're trying to do. Give Tatis a shot. If it works out, they could always just send them back down, you know, if, if it doesn't work out. I don't love it. And uh, I say that because just um, he's so raw. He, you know, he's so young. He's not a great contact hitter yet. He's more of the power speed guy. Now you're giving up that extra year on free agency when if you kept him out an extra three weeks or whatever, you'd have that. Um, you sent down uh, Urias, who was a very good player as well. He deserved to be up here. He wouldn't have mattered with the whole Super 2. I, I don't love the move. It's not like Pete Alonso, who the Mets are doing this with, who's 20-something years old. You're talking about a 20-year-old kid. Uh, I just think with him, I would have waited – and but at the same time, it's not like he's going anywhere. It's not like they're hurting his value. He's going to be a Padre. They're never going to get rid of this kid. So I just don't think he's ready either, though. He might not be. He might not be. It's early, though. Uh, he has all the talents in the world. Year. He has all the talents in the world. Why not Why not give him a shot? The Padres have a pretty fun lineup if you actually look at it. At, with Will Myers, while he's still healthy, too. Right. And then A.J. Pollock, these guys are going to go down. Who gets hurt first? That's a good question. <laughs> That's a really good question. I'm going to go with Myers. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. They also, um, the Padres outfield, Hunter Renfro not getting a start even against the lefty. He's droppable in most leagues if you own him. That outfield is just so overcrowded. Getting a question now on Facebook from Mark, who uh, joined us last week for most of the show. He's saying, uh, Tatis and Alonzo for sale in a 12-team, 15-keeper, 25-man roster. Um, I'm taking the, I'll take Tatis and, and Alonzo if it's, uh, you know, keeper forever. If there's any restrictions, let me know. But um, I did Chris Sale at 29 years old. 
with those two bats and how young they are, I'll take the two bats. And a keeper, you got to do it. Right. Those are two young guys. Uh, they're names you've been hearing for years now right. in the minor leagues. You got to do that. And Chris Sale, uh, it looks like Mark is worried. I know you're worried. You're the expert here. I'm, I'm giving Chris Sale the pass here, but who knows? I always mention every single year, yeah. when's this guy's arm going to fall off? Right. Maybe a velocity is finally down. Maybe it is time with those two young guys. I think there's enough promise. I would do that trade. As You're well. looking at Alonzo, 30 home runs at the Tees, the 2020 guys. So uh, I definitely make. That and if they're not there this year, they're going to be there. I would say as early as next year, both right. of them. I think you could always pencil them in for uh, 30 home runs for Alonzo and and maybe even 2020 Tatis. I agree with you. We also had uh, opening day, Vinny. Believe it or not, in a battle of AAA lineups, we had a perfect game. Watch Jordan Zimmerman went six and uh, I think six and a third perfect innings against uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, who traded Kendrys Morales. A real battle of just triple-A lineups. I'm not expecting much from either of these teams, except any milestone that Miggy can achieve. Hopefully he gets that. Right. That's all. That's the only thing you're really and pulling Vlad. for. for the Tigers. Right, and Vlad right, right, right. And um, not much to see between the Blue Jays and the Tigers. Jordan Zimmerman should not be throwing a perfect game against anybody. Um, that was a guy. He had a couple of decent years for Washington, but ever since with Detroit, not a very good pitcher whatsoever. But we bring up the perfect game. Do you think we're even going to see one with all the pitch counts and everybody's so reliable on their bullpen? Do we even see a pitch, uh, perfect game or a no-hitter this year? Absolutely. You always see one a year. No question about it. I think you definitely see All right, it. next question. How sure. many do we see pulled in the seventh or eighth inning? I think you see a bunch of them, too. If they're, you know, around uh, 9,500 pitches through seven innings, they, you know, it's not going to happen. It's really not. And even – Last night, I'm watching, uh, you know, Trevor Richards uh, with the Miami Marlins and, uh, you know, not as well known as uh, their other top pitching prospects, Alicantra or whatever. He had uh, 70 pitches through six innings, had, was pitching uh, a shutout, and you're thinking, like, he's not going to go the whole way. There's just there's no way. And it's a shame, Vinny, because I'm thinking because I own him in your league, that mm-hmm. you really won't see pitchers get stretched out past 100 pitches anymore. And, and what's wrong with him going 115? Uh, He's a young kid. For a perfect game? Right. Well, it uh, would have been a complete game shutout for, at the time. For, well, for, for either one. It's just not, they're not going to do it, and especially early in the year, because they want him to hold on to the rest of the year. Uh, Mark, uh, Mark Rhodes, still going about Chris Sale. Biggest concern for Sale is the end of last season, not beginning of 2019. That's a good point, because, I mean, if you just look at Chris Sale's history, he craps out at the end of seasons. So right. He never has good Septembers. And for fantasy owners, he's a guy you, pro- you probably want to ride for the first half, and then you can trade him with his value high, because history shows he craps out in September. Uh, Vinny, opening day for the Mets, beating uh, the Nationals in a game that was just an awesome pitching duel. Probably two Cy Young candidates right there, DeGrom and Scherzer, 2 nothing. I tweeted out, and I got a laugh from you, so I want to know why, that really Brody hit on every move he made in the one game. And it's true, though, for one game, which I mentioned in the tweet, you did. every move that he made hit on that day. But, I mean, why do you, why do you care that his moves made were right on one day? Now, if they – Suck for five more games. They won't. They wouldn't have won last year. The Mets always win opening day. Yeah, but it's not. Listen, the, the offense. They have no offense last year, right? At times, they, the offense was just abysmal. Who scored both their runs? Who drove in both their runs? It was Cano, Robbie Cano. Right. Look at the bullpen. He brought back Familiar. Diaz was the big uh, acquisition from Seattle. It was all the moves that he hit on. They all paid off. But, but it's, one day. But it's one day. It's right, one it's day. One so day. who cares? Like, who cares at all? But you have to have – You're calling him a genius because they played well for no, one day? No, but you're talking about, like, oh, baseball and the smell of the air and the hot dog. <laughs> but it's also, besides being an Oriole fan – You're being skeptical this is going to happen all year. Right. You have – it's opening day. You have that positivity. Unless you're an Oriole or Marlins fan – you have to think on opening day, my team has a shot. I think Mets fans need to keep their mouths shut because what happened last year, last April, you guys are winning the World Series in April, right? 
They started off How hot. many games did you finish under 500 last season? I wasn't one of those guys start. last year. And I'm not telling you they're going to win the World Series this year. I think Mets fans get a little too I'm excited. I'm telling you, you too have often. to be happy. And it comes back and backfires on people. That's why it's screenshotted in my phone, ready to come out. I know you mentioned one name, and that's going to be your argument when it happens. But right. when these guys suck and you want their heads and you think Brody Van uh, Wagen's an idiot, right. this screenshot will come out. And I look forward to that day. <laughs> that should be a good time. Um, the Nationals, Scherzer was awesome. Do you have any concern with that offense, or was it just, hey, that's Jacob DeGrom. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. I think it's DeGrom. I agree. I think you. it's DeGrom. Tip your cap. Uh, obviously, Cy Young last year is unhittable. He picked up where he left off. Right. Uh, you're going to have to do a better job with that. I think the Nationals are a little raw, a little bit, but they're going to be running a lot, and you got to get on base to run, and you couldn't do that against DeGrom. So when they get on base, that's how they're going to be getting their runs this year. I got to say, I find the show entertaining. That's so normal, you know, a real dude show. Thanks, Mark. We appreciate that. Uh, Mark chiming in again. Um, sticking with the Nationals, and you mentioned they're going to be running a lot. That's a team that's different than last year. Harper, more of a power guy. Uh, Zimmerman, more of a, you know, whatever you get from him. Murphy, another guy not there anymore who's mm-hmm. not going to run. Now you're looking at three guys that really, with Trey Turner, Eaton, if he's healthy, and Robles, you should all have – Turner's going to have 50, but everybody else, they're all 30 bags. Right, right. It really comes down to those outfielders. Juan Soto needs to be the guy. Right. He needs to be the guy that's driving in 100 runs. If he doesn't do that, the Nationals might be in trouble. Uh, and even Victor Robles, I don't like where he's batting in the lineup. I, I, don't hope like he, I hope he finds his way up into the first and get Trey Turner more as an RBI guy. I know he's the guy who – you stand a better chance of him getting on base, scoring the right. runs. But if Robles can develop into that, Trey Turner could drive him in. But the Nationals, like I said, they're going to be running, running, running this year. They just got to get runners on. They couldn't do it against the Grom. The Nationals, they'll catch fire. And Scherzer's not going to be going up against the Grom every single game. Vinny, uh, Tuesday night, and I just want to double check. Uh, it is uh, Tuesday night in Washington, Bryce Harper's return. What type of ovation will he get? Boo! You think so? Yeah, he didn't win anything with them either. Why should they respect anything about him? He, they gave him a fair offer. Um, Are you talking? He's staying in the division. Are you talking John Tavares hatred, or are we talking he'll get booed and that's it? I don't think we're going to see plastic snakes on the field <laughs> um, and everybody going crazy like that's their Stanley Cup. I don't think the Nationals will treat it like their World Series. But, um, yeah, absolutely. I think I think he'll definitely get booed for sure. He's not going to get a good ovation, and, and he deserves it. You know, they didn't win one playoff series with Bryce Harper. Right. Not one. If he won a championship with them, it's a different story. Go ahead, do your thing. But you stayed in the same division for just a little bit more money. And, uh, yeah, he's going he's gonna to get booed big time. I think it's more mixed. I really do. I think that Bryce Harper and Strasburg, those two years back-to-back the drafts, they really put the Nationals on the map. And it was given worth that huge contract and, uh, you know, almost like the Amari Stoudemire contract, getting one name in here. But, really, Harper and Strasburg brought faith and brought hope back to the team. Strasburg had one of the most exciting debuts right. of all time. He was a pitcher you heard a lot of about. Course. And he comes out there, he fired, like, eight strikeouts in six innings. I'll, I'll never forget watching that game. It was awesome. But Harper, too. Harper was the, the catching prospect hitting mm-hmm. 500-foot home runs Another in Another for right? a long time. And then he got outshadowed by Mike Trout, also I, on his contract this offseason. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I think it'll be more mixed than anything, but we'll see what happens. I that's think it's going to be 85% booze, and that's a generous 85 Does he get a tribute video? Um, I mean, Lucas of course Duda, he gets a Lucas, tribute. Lucas video. Duda got one by Everybody the Mets. So, so Bryce Harper's got to get one for the Nats, right? <laughs> um, sticking to opening day, the Cubs. And uh, listen, for again, one day you and I were both wrong because Javi Baez looks like the MVP that he was last year. He does. Um, I'm curious how he'll do with the the running because I know his stolen bases are down. He yep. looks like a guy who's trying to hit it out of the park every time every he's up time. there. So uh, that might hurt him. But obviously, one game. 
in a good lineup. Um, he looks like the real deal, though. You're right. He was a guy I was staying away from in fantasy. Same here. He's a guy I kind of wish I could have got my hands on now. I completely agree with you. Chris Bryant hitting a home run. Big deal to you, yes or no? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, I know I know you're huge on it. So am I. I think he has a big-time comeback year, and he's another guy I drafted uh, two years ago. It wasn't all that great. Talking about these busts, I always constantly drafted my first round of fantasy leagues. But um, Chris Bryant, I, I, he's still young. He's still got all the talents in the world. He's still got the power. I think he can put that year behind him. I think he's mental enough to put that behind him. I think he'll come out with a big-time year, and it's good to get off first game. It's always nice to have a good first game of the year. I completely agree with you. And I think he really had shoulder issues last year that you just you heard about, but you didn't know how severe. He probably played through a bad injury. I agree. Uh, he was a, he's a phenom that just came out. That was a horrible year for a guy like that. Absolutely love the Cubs this year. I think that offense is just going to be a force to be reckoned with. John Lester opening day, another good start from him. And you'll see what happens with that bullpen because you'll have Morrow coming back and uh, Brad Brock on a one-year deal. So you see what happens there. Um, listen, opening day, I thought was awesome. We'll talk Phillies now because of Bryce Harper. I thought he was an idiot with those cleats with the Philly fanatic on them. <laughs> I thought they were awful. I thought it was so stupid. And then you, you see him striking out twice, getting a couple boos from the fans. And then oh, uh, that was hilarious. The intentional Welcome walk to and Reese Hoskins makes some pay, man. And that's what it's going to be, Vinny. It's going to be Reese Hoskins is really going to be the guy. Ta- you know, they're all, all those guys will be table setting Segura and um, and McCutcheon hitting a home run in Harper. But if Reese Hoskins can deliver like he did, this is a team to be reckoned with. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're going to let Reese beat you. He can beat you. That's the thing. And Harper does walk a lot despite how much he strikes out. He does uh, see a lot of uh, pitches when he's up there. So if they're going to go pitch around Bryce Harper, Reese Hoskins, Hoskins the next guy up. So it's very hard to get out in that uh, Philadelphia Phillies lineup. Top to bottom, very, very, very good lineup. And uh, Mark chiming in, by is a perfect example of uh, you got to watch him play as numbers suggest decline. Yeah, we'll see what happens. He had 606 at bats last year. I don't see that repeating, and that's why uh, you know I was a he's kind of he reminds me of like the Russell Westbrook of the MLB, like a hundred percent, a hundred miles per hour all the time. The effort always there, uh, just literally trying his hardest. Like Westbrook, they, the other team scores, they'll just take it, run straight to the, the rim and try to get a layup. Javi Baez, if they're down, he's trying to knock it out of the park. They're very, very similar. Did you see Harper go out there? The meter. Harper go out there, uh, out to right field, and uh, bow to the Philadelphia crowd. And no, I didn't bo- see that. It was pathetic. <laughs> I it really didn't see was. that. It was just absolutely pathetic, bowing to the crowd. Does he know he's playing yet. in Philly yet, or is he still trying to bring a championship home to DC? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> just um, he really can make you hate him. He's that type of player. He's LeBron James. He can make you. Yeah, hate he's him. the guy. If he's not on your team, you you don't like him. Some people do like those uh, mindsets and all that. I know my my good friend Bob is obsessed with Bryce Harper, but um, he's a guy I've never been crazy about. And as a Yankee fan, the only reason I would want him as a lefty, but I just can't stand. I, he's a, he's a guy I like. You, you like you said, he makes it easy to hate. Would you right now, as a Yankee fan, uh, ages are similar, money is similar. Would you trade Stanton for Harper right now? Uh, no, I wouldn't either. No, I wouldn't. I agree with you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Bryce Harper, uh, G comes in there. He handles himself like a professional. Right. Uh, Bryce Harper, he's going to have all the media over there. I'd rather see interviews done by Giancarlo Stanton and Judge talking about the team than Bryce Harper saying that's a clown question and bringing all the attention to him. And we don't know what's going to happen. And, and Philly's a good hitter's ballpark. He could hit 50 home runs this year, Harper. But if you go and look at his numbers and what he just got paid, one good year. The yeah. word overrated isn't. It's fair to one good label him, Bryce Harper. The word overrated is fair to label Harper right now. He's not the best at anything. Right. Not the best at anything. Someone's going to hit more home runs, more RBIs, more score more runs, uh, play better outfield, everything. He's not the best at anything. And you could even say he's not even top three or top five at anything either. Um, staying with the, that 
That and game. very conceded. Very conceded. Really? No way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Braves putting up four runs. Julio Tehran wasn't that bad. He really wasn't. He gave up the leadoff home run to McCutcheon. Velocity was up. Still had seven strikeouts in five innings. This is a team that uh, Rob continuously keeps <laughs> tweeting them that they should have done more in the offseason. I like the Donaldson move. You also did like the Donaldson yeah, move. Yeah, he still has them winning that division. Right. He or at least, least wild card. Right. Um, should they have done more than Josh Donaldson, or is this a team that you, you were so ahead of the ball last year, you kind of just have to sit back and let the kids develop? You could do that and get better. You're bringing Donaldson on a show-me year, the one-year $20 million deal. I love that deal for the Braves. Um, that makes their lineup much more potent. Yep. But, yeah, let, the, let these kids develop. But they did nothing with the problems that they do have, and that's their rotation and the bullpen. They did absolutely nothing to fix that. You won a division. The whole division got better. You can't even rely on Nick Markakis to have the year he had last year. That was a career year for a guy late in his career. And um, they did nothing to address the worst parts, like I said, the pitching, the rotation, and the bullpen. Faulty Newix is already hurt. It's, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. They needed to do that, especially with a division that constantly made moves to get better. Like, look at the Phillies offseason. And you think you're going to be better than those guys now? So I've talked um, in, with Pete and, and Rob, and um, Pete just hates the Mets and, and, and <laughs> craps on the Mets every chance he gets. But I, I said it's safe to say that uh, besides Philly, let's take Philly out of this, all right? The, the Mets, the Nationals, and the Braves, you can say all have the same amount of question marks when it comes to the lineup. Um, lineup. Let's not go pitching because the Mets pitch. I'll take the Mets pitching like over the Nationals. Elaborate. Well, the, Pete's just saying the Mets lineup is just it's abysmal. It's awful. And if you look at the Mets lineup and what they put out there, you could say, listen, Adam, if you look at those three teams, Acuna and Freeman are probably the two best hitters, right? Of no the doubt. three teams. That's no fair doubt. to say. Then you have Rendon, whatever. But I'm just saying that the Mets lineup is not as bad as people think. No, I agree with that. And I think all three lineups have question marks. I think that's because Robinson Cano is a hell of a baseball player who Mm -hmm. has uh, a swing you just can't teach and will always be good until he really just doesn't want to play anymore because we know this guy doesn't put max effort in. He's just natural. Such a natural swing. Such a natural talent. But, uh, yeah, no doubt. Conforto. Conforto's going to hit 30. Conforto, especially if he can pick up where he left the second half of the year. Alonzo should hit 30. And he's so young. Peter Alonzo's power is no joke. But uh, the average, they don't have a lot of guys that you can count on with the average. Cano, maybe McNeil. Outside of that, you got a lot of 250 hitters in that lineup. That's fair. I think Ramos will be a better hitter than that. And I think if you look at that Braves lineup, though, you can say there's just as many question marks if you take out Acuna and you take out um, F. Freeman. Freeman's numbers the last three years have gone down. Donaldson, we don't know what we're going to get. We like the move on paper. We right. don't know what we're going to get. Inciarte had 20 stolen bases in the first half last year. That lineup on paper is much deeper than the Mets, though. The Braves. Yes. You think so? On paper. I disagree. On paper. I know you're very down on Albies uh, and Ciarte and everything. but Albies didn't hit a home run all spring and hit two what, uh, two or three. Albies was the guy half. I was blown away even had that good start last year. He was, right. he was a guy I never thought would peak, but he definitely crumbled the whole second half. But even outside of Albies, Okuna, you know how big I am on him. Inciarte is pretty to good, too. Yeah, but the Braves got to get to the playoffs. That's the only right. thing. I, I contradict myself with that. But right. Okuna, the numbers are going to be there, believe me. And then staying with the debate the, the real quick, I said, Vinny, that – there's no reason why for DeGrom, Syndergaard, and Wheeler that they should not each win 15 games as a floor. As a floor. Well, DeGrom didn't even do that last year, and he had a historic season. But, but, but now they've improved the bullpen. Right, and the lineup that is, is better, right. you would hope. But uh, listen, we got to see it. We got to see it. Cano's old. It's one game. They didn't even score a lot, but they did face Max Scherzer. There's a lot to still be settled. Um. Give me, uh, listen, you had the Reds, who I think are going to score a ton of runs. You had the Astros splitting so far with the Rays. 
Anything else so far opening day that has really just ha- has caught your eye? Because I'll tell you what, right now, last night watching the Rockies and the Marlins, the Marlins, they're not going to be as bad as the Orioles. But that ninth inning, they didn't even error, try. Error, they did error. not even try. You had Romo up there throwing Frisbees. And the defense, I mean, these are ground balls that they just could not field. And that is a team that is just, I don't know where you go from here. Yeah, and I have Sergio Romo in fantasy because I like that I could get a closer in the starting pitching spot. Yep. He comes in in a non-save situation. Yep. His ERA is now 108 for the year. <laughs> so that's not very good. No. <laughs> and that's going to be tough to knock down. But, yeah, the Marlins, they just uh, – when things go bad, it looks like it's just going to continue going south for that team. Uh, not good. It's a, and you know what? You know what's sad, too? And I don't know if the Orioles will be like this. I think they have a better fan base than the Marlins. I think that's fair to say. It's opening day. This is the second game of the year. And those seats were so empty already. Yeah. No one's even giving them a chance to be good or anything to be excited about. When I toured the stadium uh, two years ago, $30 for a, a month of home games. You could have 15 games. For $30, that's $2 a game. Mm-hmm. Decent seats. You're not all the way up either. On a beautiful park. And that stadium was completely empty. No faith by the Marlins fans already. It's going to be empty this early in the season. Might, they might be playing a completely empty, no one inside stadium in the end of the year. And they have another young pitcher going today in Lopez. And they have young, exciting pitchers that they you know, are going to be displaying. So uh, it's just a shame. It really is. And you know what happens with the Marlins? Even if they go and they win, they tear it down the following year, next year anyway. Right. And uh, it's a shame. How about your boy, the Dark Knight, pitched awesome against the A's last he night? He did. And I told you, 95 miles an hour is what he was topping out at. And uh, he looked good. Six innings, uh, quality start for him. And I'm telling you, this is somebody that he's now in a, I don't want to call it a smaller market, but he's not getting harassed by the New York media every day. And, and I think it, that's better for him. And it's crazy. If he was in the Dodgers market, you're talking so differently. Oh. Well, two LA teams, obviously yes. one's in Anaheim. But right. uh, the fact that it's not the Los Angeles Dodgers, we're talking very, very differently. Harvey did have uh, his last four or five starts last year were actually pretty good for the Angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know this guy wants to get paid. He didn't get it with the Mets. Right. He wants to get paid by somebody. So he's a guy you might want to keep an eye on. Maybe he actually comes back to life and has a good year. I don't believe in the guy. I think he's finished. But uh, he did look pretty good last night against a pretty good A's lineup. Yeah. and listen, you're On not, the road, too. You're not looking also at Also a big ballpark, though. That goes right. with the A's. So. Uh, sticking with them, uh, you tweeted it out yesterday. Justin Upton, turf toe, out eight to 12 weeks. And this is already a team that could has had pitching injuries up the you-know-what. But now when you're talking about one of your better hitters in that lineup, it's a disaster. Mike Trout needs someone to step up behind disaster. him. Otherwise, he's not going to see a pitch to hit all year. He'll still hit him because he's a phenomenal baseball player. But – they, Justin Upton was his protection. Someone's yeah. got to step up and be Trout's protection now. Otherwise, he's never going to see a pitch to hit. And Otani, uh, who had a crazy year last year with the bat that nobody was expecting, he's still a month away. It's uh, just an absolute disaster for the Angels. But credit Trout, man, he's staying out I there. I still find that crazy how he has Tommy John surgery. He could swing a bat and then rehab the arm. I guess just because it's not going forward like that. Right. He doesn't, going have, backwards to, he doesn't have to throw. Forwards. Right. I don't know. I, I don't really know how Tommy John's work, but that's pretty interesting. Uh, you would think if Didi was just going to come back in DH, he, he would be back sooner. Yeah, right. But, but uh, the throwing is – Throwing's a big deal, I guess. Right. But um, something something to monitor there. I, I thought they should, were better off just holding him out. But we all know how desperate the Angels were for a left-handed bat, and maybe Justin Bohr could be that guy who steps up for them. We'll see what happens. Uh, Houston last night, Gary Cole, um, six innings, ten strikeouts. I like him to finish in the top three in fantasy. He's just games. a young pick, right? Yeah, he is. I think he's going to have a monster year. And uh, somebody so far, again, it's it's three days in, guys. But uh, Michael Brantley looks awesome in that lineup. A lefty presence in that lineup. He was batting fourth again last night. He looks like a steal right now. Professional hitter. Yeah. Professional at bats. And he's a guy who doesn't bat anything lower than 280. He's just a, he's just a guy who gets on base. He's a guy you want in a big spot. He's just He's been doing it for years, and he's always been underrated. 
we hit on the Marlins a little bit, but uh, I didn't hit on their opponent, the Rockies, and a lineup that I absolutely love. And McMahon wins the starting job. You saw Hampson come off the bench last night. But this is a team, Vinny, that um, I think the pitching is going to surprise you a little bit. I really do. You had Freeland looked good. You had Marquez looked good. John Gray is going, I think, tomorrow. And they haven't pitched in Colorado yet. They haven't. They the ha- big ballpark you're Miami. facing the Marlins. <laughs> I get that. But I, I just think this is a team that's going to surprise you out in the West. That's all. It's a team to keep. It's a name to keep an eye on. A team to keep an eye on over the summer. We'll see what happens. Everybody's but, huge on John Gray. Kyle Freeland had uh, 20, 2,500 Cy Young odds, which is uh, respectable. You have yeah. to say after a big year he had for them. Yeah. I did not see him repeating. I never ever rely on Colorado Rockies pitching. I will not do it this year. We'll see if you are right if these guys can actually come out there and pitch. Because no matter what, Coors Field is the last place you want to be if you're a pitcher. A uh, couple uh, games today and uh decent slate after yesterday. The second day of the season, always just, uh, you know, you're almost hoping for a rain out or something the first day just so you get some more games. But have some 1 o'clock games today. And uh, what do you, as a Yankee fan, I get it. You want to see what Paxton does, but it's the Orioles. If you're just a New York guy, who needs to make more of the impression today, Thor or Paxton? Um, I would have to say Paxton just because he's do. new. I know it's the Orioles. Uh Listen, we know Syndergaard's good. We know what he's going to do. It's just a matter of when he's going to get hurt. Right. He's just constantly hurt all the time. We know when he's pitching, he's good. But it's a division game. It means more. So Syndergaard has more of that to him. But uh, it's it's Paxton's first game. This is a Yankee town, whether you want to admit it or not. Uh, I'm definitely curious to see what uh, Big Maple's bringing to the Bronx. Yeah, and uh, minus 360. So I can't see that <laughs> losing that game. if you Team doing... total. Yankee <laughs> team total. And Aaron Judge is going to get his first home run of the year. And I'm feeling it to be a grand slam. Wow. That's your bold prediction see what happens there uh I think Thor I think it's a big big game for Thor big season for Thor because this is somebody that really hasn't put it all together yet he's ran his mouth this offseason with the Syracuse trip last week the Grom getting paid it's now it's almost like you kind of got to show us what you can do as well you want to be the the spokesperson fine but you kind of have to back it up now and he really hasn't been that dominant pitcher. And he talks a whole lot to yeah. Syndergaard. He's always that guy clowning around and then kind of being serious at the same time as joking. Uh, like, oh, he, he's the guy who got the Grom's contract because he got it the day after. He said the Mets should pay him. No, nah, it had nothing to do with you, Noah Syndergaard. So uh, keep your mouth shut when it comes to that. He talks too much for me to like him. He's injured too much for me to like him. I'm not a big fan of Noah Syndergaard. I did not want him to come to the Yankees. You knew that. So he's a guy I root against. Jacob DeGrom's a guy I root for. And uh, we'll see what happens. Vinny, if there's any baseball picks, we'll put them up on Twitter. 1140 here, over-the-top sports, getting a uh, good morning from Robbie. Uh, Mark, Miami Heat can't fill the seats in the finals. <laughs> Nothing was funnier when the Heat made that comeback and everybody left because they thought they were getting blown out, that NBA Finals. Never forget that. That just goes to show you a typical Miami Heat fan. They also honored Chris's, Chris Bosch's number. They retired that I night. Saw that. They also blew a big-time lead against the Magic, uh, who was on a back-to-back as well, and they're fighting for them in that eighth seed. So Chris Bosch doing his little crazy lunatic ants. They had a terrible second half after he was uh, <laughs> after he got his jersey retired. So screw you, Bosch. <laughs> uh, Vinny, right now we'll just talk NBA uh, real quick. Golden State losing last night in overtime. Uh, anything to take away from that or just another – Nothing lost. We'll see in the playoffs. See in the finals. That's what it is. But the Warriors all season long have been complaining about referees. Like, just be better than that. You're the defending champs, back-to-back champs. Stop complaining about the officials all the time. In the playoffs, if you want to do it, so be it. But the, these guys whining, uh, when they, they are competing for a one seed, but you know they're going to get it. You, uh, just stop complaining. Play your game. And you know you're going you know to win the NBA Finals. Just stop. Leave the refs alone. Uh, a regular season game two hot teams in the West. And we saw what Utah did last year when they made the playoffs. Been really, really good. They have 
caught fire again, nine and one in their last ten, and Portland nine and one in their last ten as well. Which one of these teams? And listen again, it's the Warriors. They're coming out of the West, but which of these teams do you think can make any noise? Jazz, and it's not going to be the Blazers because McCollum's hurt, and they just lost uh, Nurkic for the year in a gruesome, brutal, hideous injury. Seeing his leg snap like that, he was having a great year. He was dominating that game against the Nets. He was a big part of that team, the pick and roll with uh, Dame Dame Dollar. That's a Tough loss for them, and they're not going to make it out of the first round without Nurkic. That's how big that injury is, and especially McCollum can't come back. But he's expected back before the playoffs. They need him. The Jazz are catching fire. Joe Ingles uh, almost had a triple-double the other night. He's he's such an underrated player for Utah. They have Rudy Gobert. Another, the whole team's underrated. They just play team basketball, great defense. I definitely like the Jazz a lot more than I like Portland. I mean, Brooklyn's lost two in a row and have kind of hit that uh, hit that slope, if you will, as a New Yorker, and I'm rooting for the the Knicks to tank, I wouldn't mind seeing the Nets make the playoffs. Is that something that's going to happen, or is this more of just, uh, you know, they overachieved a little bit, and uh, we'll see what happens next year? The Nets have the hardest schedule the rest of the season, and that's going to be tough. Uh, they fell from the sixth spot to the seven, I believe, recently. Uh, Miami's not playing all that great. Uh, Orlando is playing great, and they're really starting to catch fire. The Pistons are here and there. I would like to see the Nets do it, but they cannot afford to lose any game they can't lose now. If they're facing a team like the Hornets, they have to beat the Hornets now because they got a lot of tough games going forward, and they deserve it. All season long, uh, the coach has done a great job over there. I'd like to see the Nets get in 100%, but it's going to be tough. And uh, a couple interesting football news this week, but the big story out of New England, Rob Gronkowski retiring, Vinny. Do you think the Patriots had any idea that this was coming? Um, I think they had to have had an idea. I, agree I mean, you. that's been the story all postseason was uh, whether he was going to retire or not. And I don't think he would screw them over like that either with free agency. No, no. And you know what? I'm not convinced. I'm on board with a lot of people that he's going to come back like week 12 and end up just playing at end of the year. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he knows the drill. He could jump back in there. He's going to keep himself in shape, you know. He's going to drink more beers, but he's still going to be in ripped body <laughs> shape. We all know Gronk's physique. Um, I, I see him coming back. I think he's going to miss the game. I don't know what he's going to do. A lot of people like WWE. I don't think he's going to go there, honestly. I don't see it. But um, he, he can do anything he wants now. You mentioned it all the time. This guy, he can do anything he wants when he retires. He's such a personality. But I, I believe when the day comes, December, he's going to be back with the New England Patriots on a quest to win another ring. He actually got called out on Raw by uh, Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. So, uh <laughs> Interesting to see if he'll be at WrestleMania. He's best friends with Vince Mojo Rawley. So <laughs> yeah, he was already at Bring a, me this guy. <laughs> he was already at an event um, with the WWE that honored uh, the soldiers, uh, you know, recently. So it'll be interesting. And he, he appeared at WrestleMania last year, right? Yep. So um, listen, it's uh, almost a week away, so it'll be interesting to see if he shows up there or whatever. But Bill Belichick was actually, uh, you know, the off season. You saw him at Celtic games and Bruin games and smiling and happy. But now that it's the calendar has turned, he's back into football, Bill Belichick. And he was asked about Gronkowski, and you couldn't expect a better answer than this. Yeah, off season, off season, so. <laughs> I mean, just facts, Vinny. The off season's the off season. No days off. <laughs> and and we'll leave it there. I mean, there's really not much to play from that. It's just 
they're asking him about Bill Bell, uh, about Gronkowski, and he just he can't give you that answer. He, he doesn't let you in. He doesn't let you know any weaknesses. Did you know about this? Did you know about this poor free agency? How hard is it to build a team? Uh, it happens. Yeah, it happens every offseason. And that's typical Belichick's just nonchalant, very one-word answer all it. the time. Yeah, it's great. He doesn't give in to the media. He doesn't give in. I like it. Uh, he's always been that way, and there's a reason he's the best. Then he doesn't. The media can't t- take him down, no matter how hard they try. They can't get anything out of him. So you think Gronk is back this season? I do. I do, but I don't think anything earlier than week 10. How do you think the Patriots fare um, the rest of the way? If you're saying not earlier than week 10, give me what you think they'll be for those first 10 weeks. Brady's still there. Sony Michelle, you do. Eight and two. They still got Tom Brady. They got a power run game now. Uh, the defense obviously showed in the Super Bowl how good they could be. Yeah. They still got Brady. They're still going to be fine. They can figure out anybody. This guy's turned people into superstars. He turned a quarterback from Kent State into a Super Bowl MVP. So it's Tom Brady. They'll be fine. There's a lot of question marks. Trey Flowers gone. Gronk now gone. Uh, the receiving core has to be completely Big Mike, we said redone. the same thing last season. They lost all these guys. Um, and what did they do? I, they <laughs> what got, was the end result? They haven't really brought anybody in, man. It's just very well, – They didn't do it They didn't do it last year either. They let all their free agents walk. They weren't – this team's going to win. They'll find a way. They're just so well coached. You're, you're trained. You just become a Patriot. We'll see what happens. Uh, the other football news, and Mark says they will be 7-3. and three. We'll see what happens. We don't even know the schedule, and we're trying to predict uh, what they'll be for the first 10 weeks. Um, Josh Rosen, Vinny, it's been out this week that Arizona now is likely going to go Kyler Murray. They, that's the rumor. What do you do then with Josh Rosen, who you drafted in the first round last year? It's been linked. Chargers, Giants, Patriots name has been floated around there as well. Mm-hmm. Dolphins floated as well. Um, you have been very outspoken. You don't want Josh Rosen. Supposedly, one of these teams has already offered a second-round pick. So, A, which team do you think it is? And, B, why, if you're Arizona, I mean, you're getting a gift. I know what team it is. Uh, no, no, no. It, it was reported that the Giants offered it, but apparently they were in the mix for a third-round pick. I heard the Chargers had offered it. Was the San, it was the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm sorry. The Chargers were the team that offered a second-round pick, so they're looking for him to replace Rivers. Um by the way, how many kids does Rivers has? He has nine, nine, nine kids. And I, I love had, when Cam Newton's like, I gave up sex for uh, the offseason. Yeah. And Rivers is like, I can't do that. I can't go more he than has, 12 he has nine hours. Kids. How many are boys? Because you know we're going to see another <laughs> Rivers as a quarterback in the NFL one day. I, I'm not sure, but I'm sure we'll see that same floating delivery that he has. <laughs> yeah, the little sidearm. Yeah. Uh, but, I, I mean, I love Phillip Rivers. I really do. And I know the Giants traded him, but obviously you can't complain with what Eli did. No, no. But back to Josh Rosen. Uh, the Cardinals could get a second-round pick for Josh Rosen. That is a huge win. They're obviously moving directions. Uh, Kingsbury wants his own guy, Kyler Murray. He's letting the guys talk on their phones now every 20, 30 minutes. He's losing millennials. I think, I think it's ridiculous, ridiculous, too, especially 20, 30 minutes, maybe halfway through practice. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but um, I don't know, whatever. I think that's – you think people are going to go to the Cardinals because they can talk on their phone every 20, 30 minutes? You think no, that's but I think you're point? looking at somebody that's trying to be more of a friend than a coach. Right, right. He's and... trying to please the players already. Right. But um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Josh Rosen, not that good. There's a reason they're already moving on from him. They took him in the first round last year with, what, 9, 10th pick overall. There's a reason they're already taking a quarterback in the next round. Kingsbury wants his guy. It's Kyler Murray. He's 100% right, 10 times better than Josh Rosen. But if you could get a second or even third round pick, but second especially, steal, steal, steal for the Arizona Cardinals. I agree with you. I'm just, as a Giant fan, listen, I don't want him either. But I'm telling you, if if the Giants, it's only going to cost them a two. They don't have a three. Um, and it was only going to cost you two to get him, and that means you're telling me. They have threes now. Oh, right. Yeah, they got threes now. And the trade with, uh, yes, you're correct. 
it, either way, if it was going to cost a two or a three to bring in Josh Rosen and you were guaranteeing me the first two first-rounders are going to go on defense, I'm fine with it. Giants can't do the second pick because it's I'm too valuable. It. It's the number 37 overall pick. That's a top 50 pick. That's nearly a first-round pick. I don't want pick. one of those first-round picks on a quarterback. You can't do that. Yeah, and you know what? I, I do rather I Josh Rosen. defensive line. I want them both picks to be defensemen. One of them has to be a pass rush. But – uh, Josh Rosen, um, if he were to become the Giants, I'd rather him than Dwayne Haskins, to be honest with you. I would. He has a year under his belt already. He's going to have another year under Eli. But at the same time, you're taking two years off of his rookie contract now. Right. So that kind of hurts at the same time as it's good, as he learns again under somebody else. But, I mean, he was not good in Arizona. But at the same time, they stacked the damn box against Arizona because right. that's what you do. It was a disaster. They didn't have enough playmakers on that team. So he deserves another chance. But the Giants can't be giving up a second-round pick. They need to hit every pick in this draft if they want to be any good anytime soon. But uh, Josh Rosen, for the Cardinals' sake, um, is someone you shouldn't really give up on. He has some NFL games under his belt. He's a former first-round pick. Some team like Rivers, the Patriots, who knows? We got old quarterbacks. Maybe take a shot on somebody with experience instead of a raw rookie. And we'll see what happens there. Um, Also rumored this week that – San Francisco was in on Odell, but wouldn't give up their top pick. And uh, the Giants wanted two first-round picks right. for San Francisco. They said they wouldn't do that. And now they they were able to settle with Cleveland, thank God. Just an absolute disaster for the Giants at that point. <laughs> um, 11.52 here, over the top sports. Vinny's picks will be up on uh, Twitter for today for uh, March Madness, baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever he has going on. A lot on. of sports going on. The other retirement that we'll talk about is Conor McGregor. And we didn't hit on that at all. Just you wake up one morning and Conor McGregor's tweeting, that's it, I'm done, I retired. And supposedly Dana White has said he's doing so well with that uh, the Irish whiskey, the proper 12 Irish whiskey. Do we see McGregor back in UFC? I don't know. He had that five-fight deal. He fought one that obviously went very south for him. Uh, he's a guy who loves the publicity. But he's a guy who hasn't been paid in a while. But I know Proper 12 is doing well. You're even seeing it at a lot of bars now. Yep. Uh, he's obviously a huge public figure. But he's got uh, a couple lawsuits going on right now. Uh, he's been accused of rape. In Ireland. And he broke someone's phone recently, as we yeah. know. He was just Florida. recently arrested. And he also came out, and he's already toying around with the idea of coming back. And this bothers me. And I'm sure it bothers you, too. Uh, he said that knockout on Aldo, which is already the fastest in UFC history, mm-hmm. he said it's really 12 seconds and it's been ruled as 13 seconds. He says when the UFC changes that to 12 seconds, he'll come back. It's idiotic. That I, is retarded. I didn't hear that. I, if if that is actually like you know word for word true, it's stupid. It, it's it makes so no stupid. sense. At the same time, though, I mean, you know, because he fought your boy Mayweather. If you can go make that type of money boxing, and it was a joke. The fight was a joke. Right. Mayweather carried him. But, uh, you know, if you can go fight, uh, what's his name? The guy. Uh, Galanagi. Well, they, or Milanagi, the guy he was arguing with and fighting with, right, during that whole thing, too. Yeah. You can go fight one of these guys. You're going to get paid a ton more money than you would for uh, UFC. So. He'll, he'll make a killing if he boxes, but he's never going right. to win a fight against anyone. You don't think he'd win against anyone? Maybe someone who's 0-0. Or 0-1. I don't think he. I don't think he'll win in boxing. He's just not built that way. He's he's a, there's a very huge difference between the octagon fighting and the boxing ring fighting. Would you order it? Of course. Uh, he, he's blockbuster. That's all that matters. He's right? blockbuster. <laughs> if he doesn't care about his reputation as a boxer or anything, he'll right. make a killing. He'll make a hundred million. Well, not maybe not a hundred million. That's what he made against Floyd. No. He'll, he'll make fifty million every single time easy. he fights. Oh, yeah. easy. I and agree. then with promotions, the purse, right. all the pay-per-view buys, everything. He he would make a killing doing that. And in UFC, what's the tops he gets? He gets $2 million per fight. Right. And then whatever the purse is and all right. that, that's, that's nothing. And he's but gotten real hurt. As, as, great, as, you, yeah, as great as UFC is, is <laughs> UFC is 10 times more entertaining than boxing these days. Right. 
the money's still in boxing. Right. And he could definitely do that. But who knows what he wants to do? I'm telling you, for McGregor fans, the worst thing he ever did for people who want to keep seeing this guy fight was fight Mayweather because he got paid. He he. It's chump change now. He got UFC. A taste of that money. His UFC fights are chump change now. And we'll see what happens. He was actually rumored to fight Donald Cerrone. That clearly isn't going right. to happen now. And, uh, and now he's been away from the octagon so long, and it's been so long since the Khabib fight. Do you even think he's he has it anymore? I think he could beat a guy like Cerrone. I don't think he could fight, uh, you know, somebody like Ferguson, a name mm-hmm. like that. I think would destroy UFC him. UFC has to be so smart with his next opponent if he does come back. I'm convinced he's not win. retired. Yeah, he needs to beat this guy in the next right. fight, otherwise it's bad. It comes irrelevant. It's a bad Chris bad Weidman, 2.0. Yep. And it has to be a good name, too. You can't have him throw in there against, like, you know, CM Punk. Right. <laughs> he, has, he has to beat somebody well, worthwhile. I'd watch that. that that's, uh, <laughs> of course, Punk. Uh, he needs to beat somebody worthwhile that's main event material. He can't just beat nobody. You're selling him just on the fight. Conor McGregor has to fight the best now. Do we see McGregor, and he's been rumored, too, you see him in WWE at all? Because I think Vince McMahon right now would, would write him a $2 million check no for doubt. a limited date. No doubt he would, but I don't see him going there. You don't think I so? I don't see him going there because I, uh, I don't think he's into the fake stuff. I think he wants to curse and be himself and uh, not be an act. I think he I, likes being his own personal writer. Can you imagine these terrible writers writing for this guy? I don't know, man. It, giving him a microphone is just gold, and I think that's really – he can go there. He can talk and, and spew his garbage and still sell liquor. No I think it's something to keep an eye on. I no really doubt. do. Um, so that's McGregor. You think he, you think he's back in UFC before Gronk is back in football? That's a good question because I'm convinced Gronk's coming back next right. year. Um, and that would give us within the year. McGregor's so I'm got basically so much. asking you, will McGregor be fighting in UFC yeah. within the year? Mm-hmm. McGregor's got so much going on off the outside right. and – Oh, man, the the lawsuits, I don't know. I, I think so. I'm going to say yes. I think I think he'll come to his senses and fight for, us, for, for everybody again. And we'll see what happens. Uh, also, just UFC note, wrestling note, uh, Daniel Cormier mentioned that he would show up at WrestleMania and cost Brock the belt <laughs> to then fight uh, Brock in UFC. And that's the fight he's waiting for. Cormier wants to retire, but he's waiting to fight Brock. You would think a monster payday. Um, do you have an issue with... Cormier, somebody in real world fighting, saying something like that, that he'll show up at WrestleMania? No, because it's all bull. I have an issue there's, with it. There's no way he's even going to do it. He's just, I don't he's, want them linked together, man. He's trying to be funny, and he's doing anything in his power to avoid fighting Bones Jones getting knocked out for a third time. So that's why he wants Lesnar. I, I have an issue with it. I want to see them kept separate, because you've already seen UFC with McGregor throwing the hand truck that they've tried to enter almost that entertainment world, and I don't <laughs> want to see it. I don't. Yeah, and you were you were. Spot on with that from the beginning, how staged it was oh, and everything. And it was a sympathetic arrest, if you ask me. Just a Just joke. for headlines. And Dana White plays it like, uh, oh, it was the most disgusting Travesty. thing that's ever happened. Yeah. But he loved every bit of it because he knows Connors is goldmine. 1158, all the top sports. We'll get to final thoughts here on this Saturday. Uh, Vinny the Shark, Swimming with the Shark, will be up on Wednesday, last week's up. And uh, check it out because it's probably still relevant for all the bets this weekend, you would think. So uh, definitely not outdated. Check that out. And I will have uh, a baseball podcast probably up on Monday, I would think, with streamers of the week and uh, and waiver wires. So make sure to be checking on iTunes or Blog Talk for that. And that Adam Ronis interview is still up there. And yes. guys, if you're into fantasy baseball, that's a must listen to between those two guys. You listen to the two of the best going at it. It was really it was a great interview. Good job with that. Thank you. And uh, any final thoughts here on this Saturday? We have March Madness, baseball, basketball, and hockey. It's a good Saturday. Roy Williams, worst coaching job you've <laughs> ever done in your life last night. I know he hates calling timeouts, but when you got a team that's dropping threes on you left and right from everywhere on the court, banking them in, you got to call timeout. And you had your best players on the bench for a long time in that second half disappointing job by you and also 
last uh, talk on the retirements. Jordy Nelson retired this yes. week. Had some great years for the Green Bay Packers, so hats off to him on a pretty good career. Surprising, because I could have saw him in New England having a year. A lot too. of people saw that. Uh, my issue with this Francisco Lindor, and if you're rehabbing an injury, if you're stupid calf, you don't get caught in a rundown in a rehab game. That means absolutely nothing. He's going to miss time. I don't think you see him till at least May. So thanks, Francisco Lindor. That was a great pick. That's it. Saturday, Over the Top Sports. We'll see you next week. Check us out on Twitter at Over the Top Sport. Minnie's picks will be up there later today.